that worked on my end, and I'm the problem, so that's a good start. Good, good, good. Then we'll do another quickie. I wish I got a second quickie every night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was just going to ask if you wanted to recap your fuzzy, furry synopsis from the last attempt at this. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely going on my... Uh, so I've got the Easter Bunny in my Bumble profile. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And me looking longingly at the uh, the Easter Bunny. Let's see what happens. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh... It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Whee! I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. <laughs> Who doesn't love the bounce castle? <laughs> Hitler. Just prepare to. Uh, just, yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi, very semi weekly Pacers podcast. Today is April 17th, 2022, and this is episode 588. Coming to you from the high school home of Jamison Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, I'm the doctor, Jason Triplett. This show, we're going to discuss the Pacers continuing to lose, even after the season has ended, as well as uh, recap the first weekend of the playoffs, at least in part. Joining me to do this are all two of our analysts, Coast to Coast, like Butter Toast. First, from Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles. It's John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, shout out to uh, host Joey. Sorry he's missing this. Apparently, like a job and, you know, kid, wife is a lot of work. So, shout out. Mm. You don't know anything about that, though, Jason, right? Nothing. Right? Nothing it's, like, it's like water off a duck's back. <laughs> <laughs> and from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What's going on, fellas? Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Hop, hop, fool suckers. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was an alternative name for Isaiah Jackson, I think, as well. Bunny money. <laughs> um, shout out. Easy uh, bunny money. Sh- I'm sorry. Just <laughs> Quick shout out to uh, my aunt Barbara or in in law and uh, Uncle Bob who hosted a seder last night for us, which was wonderful. Lots of tasty food, and we learned that Ethan is really uh, he's his jam is a four hour long dinner where you just relax and uh, you know tell stories and whatnot. He's, he really he's likes that. that. Yeah. In part. I feel like he comes by that naturally. Did, did he, uh... He's like, oh, you're just going to keep feeding me for four hours? Cool. <laughs> did he get to find the money in the matzah or whatever? He did not find the afikoman, the, the piece of matzah that he had. Yeah. Uh, his older cousins found that. Uh, Ethan well, was more interested fair. in just trying to climb the stairs. And... I didn't know if he was the only child there. Because no, 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 one really of the, the the time I found it was I was the only kid there. So like <laughs> <laughs> the odds were really good. <laughs> Nice big day it's good for to be you. An only child. It is it? only children rock. You get to ask the four questions and get to 
Happy Coleman. Right. And I got to I got to open the door for Elijah. I got to do all this stuff. It was fun. Nice. Yeah. Good. Okay, before we start the show, just want to remind you folks uh, that this show is brought to you by you. You can head over to patreon.com slash undebeatables to support the longest-running Pacers podcast for as little as a dollar a month. And there are also tiers higher than that of 5 and $10 a month, which come with special little gifts for you if you want to support us there. It really helps us out. Okay, uh, well, we thought we'd do a quickie uh, podcast here just to recap uh, some of the action that has happened over the weekend in the playoffs and the play-in games. Uh, we we recorded on, when was that, Thursday, I guess, so we knew some of the stuff, on and we were cheering uh, vociferously for the Cavs to play, the, play against the Hawks and win because that would... Uh, net the Pacers a uh, first-round draft pick in this coming-up draft. And they got straight-up Trey Young, and uh, <laughs> it was not enjoyable. Uh, did either of you guys watch this game? Thoughts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Cavs suck. Mm. Yeah. No, they're not great. They had a nice season, but uh, they weren't at full strength. And... Well, they were up by 10 they're like just, at halftime. They're just young. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Trey Young is I mean, they're just young. Special, they... yeah. They got a ton of talent, and they're going to have a really good year next year, and they're going to have a lottery pick. It's, I don't know, the rich get richer. So, the, yeah, they'll have, I mean, dep- I mean, they are in the lottery. Anything could happen. But if, if things go by the numbers, they'll have the, what, 14th pick? Probably, um, yeah. They have a chance to get in the top four just like everybody does. But um, this was, you know, our hope all season was to, to root for them to, be really bad, but also good enough to stay out of the, the um, lottery. And this was the last night that they <laughs> they could do the work for us. They tried. It was a close game, um, but uh, it did not work out for us. I, I did learn something, though. Uh, the, the paper uh, was unaware of this thing, apparently, moving into the, the this. Uh, um, they, they weren't talking about this at all, and they were talking about the draft picks we were going to get from the Cavs. Um, but after the game, they came out and, and said that um, actually next season we still have a chance at a first round uh, draft pick, even though it's not lottery, it, it, even lottery protected. I thought immediately we went to a second round draft pick, but apparently next year we still have a chance at a first round draft pick, still lottery protected, and then it turns into a second round draft pick. So oh, I see. Okay. So cool. this is better news so than I thought. I was really concerned that it would okay, just turn cool. into a second round draft pick next year that's why i've been so adamant according to the paper i don't know you know they know less about this than we do but um you know let's, well, let's this just would go have ahead been good information is there any way that you can replace the tears that i cried into my beer uh, Friday night? <laughs> <laughs> i was dehydrated all weekend and uh, sure no it was rough it. it was rough i was devastated uh with the Cavs loss because uh, it's really nice to have a top five pick and then uh, and then another lottery pick or, or right out the lottery like the 15th pick 16th yeah. pick and then the 31st pick you know those all those that would have been really nice and now we're just now we're just stuck with a lottery pick wah, wah. yeah and maybe we'll get a bonus one next year so that's good uh yeah. one note one basketball Chase note on this good. um i mean Kudos to the Hawks, who definitely stepped up their defensive pressure in the second half and made life difficult for the Cavs. And Trey Young went, you know, electric 
hitting some logo threes and all this stuff. But anti shout out to JB Bickerstaff, who was must have been inspired by seeing Nate McMillan on the opposing bench and refused to change his defense hmm. uh, on, on Trey Young, who was just roasting them. So they okay. just switched every time. And so Trey Young could get whatever defender he wanted mm-hmm. and do whatever he wanted. And there was like no. No thought of doing Well, we different. talked about this last week. Uh, you know, uh, we love Nate McMillan for being a Pacer coach, but uh, he plays checkers while other people play chess. His checkers move was to get a switch, and it worked. Because <laughs> he has Trey Young now. So what? what is... Right. what is So J.B. Bickerstaff plays tic-tac-toe? Is that <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Okay. Yeah, not good. Uh, but you're right. That that is disappointing though, right? Because you do want to put the other coach in a position to have to do something, uh, and Nate just didn't have to do it all. Right. Well, the thing is, in a seven game series, this falls apart. He only had to win the one game, right? So, like, if he gets away with this in game one over a seven game series, this doesn't work. Yeah, sure, I mean, but I mean, like, I guess, but Trey Young's still Trey Young. JB Bickerstaff was like, "Yeah, I don't think Trey Young's going to have a game. Let's just not worry about it." <laughs> right. Also. Going into a one-game elimination, I mean, I mean, this is one you probably yeah. should have seen he scored maybe sixteen play. in the third quarter. Maybe, yeah. Maybe throw an adjustment out there. I, I liked, uh, I liked uh, John Collins too. I thought his activity really screwed up. Um, from the bench, he did a good job with that. Yeah, yeah. Like waving his arms and stuff. Oh, was he, he didn't play? Was a he good did not play. Oh, okay. Who am I thinking <laughs> played, of? Who was? Who, who was big for them? Oh, that's what I was. That's what I'm thinking of. I watched him today. I thought he looked oh, good yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah, Clint Capella goes down okay. um, with an injury, and so they are further shorthanded. Luckily, for the prospects going forward, even though they got whooped today by the Heat, oh, boy, who were did very they. well rested did and they. at home. Yeah. Um, yep. John Collins back is a big deal. Yeah, I th- like I said, uh, I Capella they're going to reevaluate in a week. Yeah, okay. Ooh, that's not good, good thing it wasn't. I mean, that looked like it could have easily been a torn ACL. Um, the way that Mobley fell back into his knee and it hyperextended. So MRIs were negative though, I'm assuming, if they're reevaluating in a week and it's just a hyperextension. Seems to seems to be what we're getting there. Gotcha. Was 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 Mobley clean on that? Mobley went down very strange. Mobley well he got pulled down, so he got pulled down and then he kind of pushed back. <laughs> oh, you think so? You think he was trying to hurt somebody? I don't know. Mm, I couldn't tell. I don't know. I've, I felt like Capella had plenty of time to get the F out of the way. Like, he just decided to stare at the rim for some reason and was, like, transfixed. And then all of a sudden, this guy's falling into his legs. Like, uh, yeah, I put that more on Capella. That's a fair but. point. And when, when guys go down, too, they do tend to, you know, push back to, you know, soften their fall. Exactly, right? yeah. And everything, uh, which is what he was doing, he didn't necessarily know that the guy was there. Sure. And everything happens at hyper speed, and then we watch it in slow mo, and it's just a different thing, right? Sure. Yeah. And I just, I also just dislike the Cavs. Yep. So there's that. Well, uh, Joey, Joey's not here bias. to defend himself. So. Right. Uh, well, I'll just blame Joey for Clint Capella's injury. <laughs> Thanks, Joey. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Karis Levert in that game, who was doing everything he could to try to get the Pacers yeah. a. Uh, the first round draft pick this year. Yeah. Um, Shout out. He plays quite Did his well. part. Uh, Loyal guy, that character. Right. That's right. Yep. 
Uh, and then uh, Friday evening, the Pacers, our um, woes were buoyed a little bit when we got the news towards the end of the Cavs game that uh, playoff P <laughs> not going to play in the uh, playing game. Apparently he has COVID uh, and the Clippers go on to lose that game. So no playoff P in the playoffs. So he's just P I mean, at this point. I, I think that was playoff B. Ooh. He just didn't show up. I see. Mm. Good one. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I, I talked to Joey about this, um, and he was really disappointed. He said, I kind of feel bad he got COVID because I wanted him to, like, fall apart on a national stage so we could watch it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's that. Or you could just watch him tank his franchise by, you know, not taking precautions before the biggest game of the sure. season. and. You know, apparently nice to wear a mask. Forty million dollars a year, or whatever he's getting paid, is not enough for him to. You can't buy you know, a ninety-five mask on that kind of salary. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I just, I, I can't imagine how upset I'd be if I was a Clipper fan at, 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 you know, Paul George not being able to to play. That's just, you know, you you can't have that from a franchise guy. You just can't. No, not at all. Well. um He's not our franchise guy. Regardless of how you feel about the rules, the rules are the rules, right? right. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's do a quick rundown of the many of the games. Many of the series have played had at least one game. There's uh, the the Suns and the Pelicans are tipping off basically right now as we're recording, but seven other games are in the books. What I say? I said go Suns. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Let's start yesterday. Uh, let's see. The Jazz pulled out a close one against the Mavericks uh, in Dallas. The T Wolves won a big one on the road against Memphis. Uh, the Sixers trounced the Raptors in game one there. And the Warriors beat the crap out of the Nuggets. Uh, and then today, uh, let's see. The Heat, the aforementioned Heat, blew out the Hawks. The Celtics and Nets played a barn burner, apparently. <sighs> And uh, the Bucks pulled out a close one with the Bulls, ninety-three to eighty-six, in a game straight out of two thousand and four. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, highlights of the weekend for you guys, Colson. You oh. seem to be super hyped about this Nets Celtics. Oh, Can you tell no, us I, mean, I, I don't know if you guys watched this thing, but it was a delight. I mean, uh, it was the first quarter was two teams going at it for each other. They were both very good. You know, we talked about this, you know, uh, last week, which was, you know, Boston is playing championship level basketball, but the Nets just have players. They've got two of the best scorers in the history of the NBA in, in uh, Durant and uh, Irving. And um, that's what it looked like, especially moving into the fourth where Irving is just went supernova. Um, I can't I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he was he scored like 20 points in the fourth quarter or something like that. He every time he shot the ball, it was going in um, and the Nets uh, came back from 15 down in the fourth or 20 down in the, the, the in the second half, at least, um, and went ahead uh, in the final couple minutes, final three minutes and um, had every chance to win this game. Uh, but the defense of the Celtics uh, one out, they got a big stop, and then uh, Marcus Smart, I think, had the, the the play of the game and maybe of his career because everybody talks about how Marcus Smart isn't afraid and probably shoots the ball too much. Um, 
but he gets the ball with about three seconds left. Two guys jump at him. It's an open. It's, it's it's not an open three pointer, but it's a three pointer you think he might shoot, especially with the time winding down. And he passes it to uh, Tatum for a spin around at the last second layup to win this game, one fifteen one fourteen, and it was thrilling. I was jumping up and down <laughs> in my uh, at, at my parents' house. Um, Partly, I'm not a huge Celtics fan, but I just really don't like super teams. And so um, the Celtics have built this, and uh, I'm going to root for them to, to get to the finals. Wow. Yeah. That does sound awesome. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, if you are a Celtics fan, this was uh, I think you should fun. be cautiously optimistic <laughs> about... Sure. Taking on a Brooklyn team without Ben Simmons at home on more rest <laughs> and needing half a miracle to escape. No, you're, you're not wrong. Uh, you're not wrong. I mean, they, they they were dominated this in a lot of ways throughout the, the you know, I think you mentioned this uh, a couple times before on the pod, Harper, that, that Brooklyn's so good, all they have to do is focus for like five minutes at a time and they can just like just so scary, put 25 right? on you real fast. But what I liked about this is it was kind of a coming of age for, uh, you know, I thought Jalen Brown had some wonderful uh, defensive moments in, in the second half. Uh, you know, Tatum, if, if somebody had handed me the ball with like a second left, I would have just dropped it and been afraid. And he just, you know, he did the right thing. Um, what also was fun is they tried to do the postgame interview with Tatum and you could not hear the interview because the crowd was losing their freaking mind. And so, you know, I think they do have a home court advantage. You're right. Does this in the garden? Yeah. In the garden, maybe. I mean, it was insane. It was so fun, but yes, you're right. Cautiously optimistic is probably where they need to be. This is still a toss up series. Yeah, and and shout out to the skeleton of Al Horford who had twenty and fifteen in this game. Yeah. So as long as I get twenty and fifteen from Horford every game, they should be fine. Right? Well, I mean that's the thing, right? Like, I mean that <laughs> he's just he's perfect in that role, and um, you know they just they just gave him a lot of easy layups and a lot of offensive rebounds. Um, that's yeah. that's a big game for him. No, oh, I agree. I don't think he's going to do that yeah. again. But I think he matches Probably. up well against Brooklyn. So we'll see. Yeah, no doubt. But when you look at that the the matchup here, like it's you know let's pencil in Tatum and Brown for twenty five to thirty each. Like the Celtics yeah, still need to come up with forty to fifty more points or whatever right. to even hang with the the Nets just because right. they can score so efficiently and. So, yeah, you're going to need, you know, Marcus Smart scores 20 points tonight as well. Mm-hmm. You're going to need, like, those kind of efforts from those type of guys throughout this series. And, you uh-huh. know, we'll see if they can do it. No doubt, no doubt. Miracle win uh, at the end, and they were at home. <laughs> okay. Well. Fingers crossed. It should be a good series. Yeah. It should be a good series. Uh, I was super excited for the Timberwolves win. Mm-hmm. Uh, over mm-hmm. the Grizzlies. As much as I love watching that team play and as electric as John Moran is, Anthony Edwards wins the day. 36 points in this game. Uh, definitely never looked like the moment was too big for him. He was ready to go. Big Cat was out there throwing it down on people. Uh, no defense was seen, even the shadow <laughs> of a 131-17 victory there. Uh, but but that's, a, that's a series, right? I mean, home team loses game one. So immediately the Timberwolves flip home court advantage right. in that series. So mm-hmm. that 
that should turn out to be a maybe a better series than I was I was thinking it might be. So great news for Minnesota. Well, you know, uh, the Grizzlies were so good all season without Morant, but we all said that Morant's got to be at least available and like putting up semi Morant like numbers for them to win this series because the because the Timberwolves are one of the hottest teams in the league going to the playoffs. Um, I did not expect this. I mean, this was this was a dominant win by the the Wolves. Yeah, no doubt. And, I mean, Morant returns in this one. Yeah. 32 points, yeah, 8 assists. Right. Like, and you know, his team's his stuff, really so. good around him. I just, I, yeah, I don't know. Wolves were better. They were more prepared. They were hungrier. Got a donut from Steven Adams. Didn't even take a shot. Oh, he was, it was, I think they were halfway through the third quarter and the guy had one rebound. They just absolutely locked him out of the box score. Um, I mean, really an unbelievable job of... You know, game planning for a guy who, you know, isn't necessarily the guy that that offense turns around or defense, but uh, you know, they knew that they had to 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 win some of those scrappy plays and 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 keeping Adams out of the hustle stats. Yeah, well, and they yeah, took care of the class, forty six to thirty five. The team was. Yeah, and I, I was going to say, like, I think he's a huge part of what they do defensively and offensively. I think that was a really smart thing to say. We're not going to take away your top scores. We're going to take away the guy that does the little things for you. And that's going to screw up your, your offensive and defensive game. So, And mess with your mind, man. Mess with your mind, man. Uh, I uh, unfortunately didn't get to watch a lot of basketball this week, so I um, have nothing to comment on. I'm su- kind of interested to to uh, learn more about this Bulls-Bucks game, which seemed like it was just an absolute rock fight. <laughs> like Both teams shoot. Uh, south of twenty-seven percent from three-point range, and and less than forty percent uh, from the field overall. Uh, Bucks turn it over like crazy, and the Bucks have not been playing good basketball of late. And the Bulls kept this one close. You know, people I think had been writing off this Bulls team, but I wonder if this you know gives them some you know uh confidence i guess going well, forward. so I, I watched this game and and, and uh at least the first half before we started recording but um the bulls were um ice cold and so i mean if you want to take solace in this game is that they were still in it and couldn't hit the you know uh the ocean with a grape or whatever is that, is that? Mm-hmm. couldn't throw a grape in the ocean you know um in fact uh, Ian eagle said multiple times there's a lid on the basket uh, for the Bulls. Um, I think, um, you know, without Lonzo Ball, they have trouble coming up with clean looks. Um, there was a lot of ISO for Zach Levine, and he was getting stripped a lot. The, apparently, the matchup is DeMar DeRozan on Gian, or, uh, Giannis is on DeMar DeRozan, and so everything that makes DeRozan special, which is his ability to, like, you know, pivot four times and get a clean look, is just taken away. That's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. And so there's just no way that they can score uh, if they can't hit their open threes, and they weren't doing that. So um, I think they're in trouble in this series. I don't think they should take anything good away from this. I mm. think um, – I, I just I just think Milwaukee's better and will continue to, to make their lives really hard. Yeah. I mean, they put up 86. Right. That's you're right. That, that's that's not a number you can score in the modern NBA that's, and that's win not a anything. That you want to be in. Yeah, I mean the Pacers I, you know, who sure won like twenty. What did we win this year? 
Like nothing? We had 20 games? 25. 25? We averaged like 117. And yeah. and you're going to the playoffs going to try to put up 86 and win a game? No. Yeah. I mean, you can hope as a Bulls fan that they're not going to keep in a DeCumpo on him full time. Oh, they're going because to. Because it worked really well. Has, well, I just, it, it, it's a tall, you, you have to burn a lot of energy. Sure running around following Zach Levine, and they do have other defenders out there who can get the job done. Um, so I don't expect to be on him. Well, they're also not afraid of Valanciunas. I mean, because that's the thing, right? Valanciunas should be able to eat Vucevic. them alive. But Vucevic, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Vucevic? I mean, he had 24 and 17. He had a good game, but... But they're not afraid uh, of him. They're yeah. like, do what you want to do. The Bucks are happy to let him. Yeah, exactly. Him. Yeah, and he was 9 of 27. Uh, <laughs> and 2 of 10 Lord. from three-point land, so... Who, who's uh, Valanciunas played for? He plays for the Pelicans. Uh, Pels. Ah, Pels. Yep. Okay, Vucevic. They're both big European white guys with V names, so I get confused. They are indeed. Um, Warriors looked very impressive. Mm-hmm. That team stays healthy. They, I mean, that that's that's a threesome that they have that can vie for a championship because they were a dynasty once, so we know <laughs> that they know how to win a Fairly title. Fairly recently. <laughs> Fairly recently, um, and and they look like they're rounding into form. They got an excellent game out of um, Jordan Poole. Yeah, they did. 30. Who, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if, if they can bring Curry off the bench and just count on 30 from Jordan Poole, <laughs> uh, they're going to have a pretty good series, I think. So I just think of it, you know, they were bringing Curry off the bench. Like, what are they doing? And then... It's just a delight to watch him play. Like, it just is. Like, I forgot that he's, like, one of the most fun players to watch in the NBA. Because he just shoots from wherever he wants, and everybody has to adjust. Yeah. I, I mean, that team just does a great job of moving without the ball. Yeah. They have lost none of the basketball IQ that they possessed, even if they're maybe not really in game shape just yet and are still rounding in the form. Uh, Draymond did, uh, you know, a good job on Jokic, such as it was. So it's going to be a long series do you think, for Denver. Yeah, do you think that do Denver doesn't – they don't have enough. Outside. I mean, Jokic can do whatever he wants, right? But it's just not uh, enough. I mean, he, he really did. Now that Draymond did a great job on Well, him. sure, even on though he gives he him like being guarded by foot. Draymond, he shot less than 50%. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. – uh, he's going to have to – he's going to have to do a little bit more. Yeah. It's probably better for them that they got blowed out, so – Sure. Yeah, they're going to have to get like Hawks. major contributions from like Aaron Gordon and you know, Bones Highlander rookie off the bench basically to Boy, compete with the Warriors, dear. right? If that's what your plan is, it's not going great. Not so far. No. But again, still early. One so, game. Yeah. These are seven game series. So um, what about uh, what about uh, uh, who's the guy on uh, the Sixers? Embiid? Um, no. Harden? Harden? No. The other guy who scored thirty. Tobias Harris? No. Maxi? Maxi. Oh, yeah. He was like the third most points from a was it a bench guy or a first year guy or no? It wasn't a first. He's not a first year guy. There was a, there was a stat where he put up a lot of points. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a Third record. Most points from a guy named Maxi. Yes, exactly. That, yep. <laughs> a game one of. Oh no! I think night. it was because he scored so many points in a quarter. I think that's what it was. Mm. But anyway, um, you know, we talked uh, last week about how Thibel was their third or fourth best player, 
Um, and without him, because of his uh, inability to play in Toronto, which wasn't even an issue in this game, um, that, that potentially they could lose them the series. If Maxie's going to put up 30-something a game, this is a wrap. Yeah, I think I picked Philly in a sweep, so I wasn't that worried about the Bible, but... <laughs> I think Georgie Nang puts up eight. Yeah. Georgie Nang siding. Right. Mm-hmm. Shout out Pacers. Ex Pacers. No, yeah, I, just I really looking thought, at the stats I picked, here. If you're, I Toronto. if you're Toronto, you're a little worried here. Like, yeah, I picked Toronto. From Siakam. He shot almost 50% from the floor and 40% from three point range. You only turn the ball over eight times and you got whacked. Blowed out. Yeah. And Scotty Barnes was. I mean, flirting with a triple dub, yeah. and you were just never in this game mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. And actually watching this game, you really did feel kind of like Toronto was scrapping and keeping themselves in it, and then you'd look at the score, and they're down 20, and you're like, okay, I don't know what's happening. And Embiid didn't I mean, even like hard. take over. I mean, he got to the free throw line 11 times, but, you know, that's their hardest matchup, and he didn't yeah. even play well. Right. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's an average for Embiid. He goes 10-plus times a game. Right. Season average. Harden only goes to the line seven times. I mean, he, you know, 14 assists for the guy. He was certainly doing his work, but, I mean, those two guys could go for 50 any night they right. need to. This is not good for Toronto, who I picked in Didn't Embiid have, seven. like, more more points than minutes after Christmas or something? Like, <laughs> yeah. Guy's just, yeah. guy's just nuts. Um, he ended up winning um, the, the, the scoring title, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. LeBron was nice enough to take part of right. the, the end of the season. Off <laughs> yeah, he took the last so. three or four games off for him. Nice. Uh, shout out to the Jazz, who got a, a hard-earned victory against the Mavs, taking care of business You know, while Doncic is out in this series, which is what they got to do. Uh, Mavericks gave them all they could handle. Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, coming away with the win is the key thing. Yeah. Flip the home court advantage. Yep. And, uh Yeah. Got some good contributions from uh, Spider Mitchell and and Bogdanovich, looks like. The Jazz have to prove it, and we're not going to be happy with them until they prove it in the playoffs. But I've I've always I've I've been rooting for this makeup of this squad because it feels very Pacer esque to me, you know, and some level, mm. um, you know, it's it's get four or five quality players, um. And let a couple them... perennial all stars, yeah, like maybe perennial in... all NBA guys. Like, yeah. Is... Well, I mean, well, that's a recipe for most teams' success. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Look, <laughs> look. Um, Gobert is a defensive threat. Yes, he's defensive player of the year every year. Yes, Bogdanovich, fantastic role player. Donovan Mitchell, all star. Um, uh, and then, and then you got uh, my favorite indie player. Uh, Michael, uh, Mike Conley. I, I don't think anybody calls him Michael, but his mother when he's in trouble. Um, Mike Conley, uh, who's a little bit uh, too old now, but, but I love fantastic. Uh, he's been fantastic. And then, um, I, you know, I just feel like they put together a bunch of guys. You know, these are guys are quality guys, and they should be winning. They should be getting to the Eastern Western Conference Finals every year, and um, they're not. Turns out basketball task in the West. Yeah. It is it's hard in the West. I just really like the way that they've built this team. 
um, they, they drafted a lot of these guys. They brought in some of these guys with trades. Like they, they, they've just done a, a nice job. It's a small market that's continued to stay successful. I'm rooting for them, even though I hate Utah as a, as a state and as a people. I will start rooting for them when they change the name of their team. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Also, the salt, flat, uh, the salt flats are great. Those are cool. Yeah, I saw those from an airplane. It was fine. <laughs> uh, final game to session on the Heat. Blow out the Hawks. I did catch a little bit of this. It seemed to me that the Heat were just on fire from three-point range. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the epitome of this is Duncan Robinson who was 9-10 from the floor and 8-9 of nine from three-point range mm, mm. Uh, for 27 points. Uh, the Heat shot 47% from three-point range alone. And, and the and Hawks had their worst shooting race. half of the season of the in the season. first half of this one yeah, at right. the perfect time. Again, another team that had to play their way in, so the Heat just, you know, at home, better rested, plenty of time to prepare. Uh, you know, to their credit, did a great job on Trey Young. So he's going to have to go back to the drawing board and figure out how to deal with double teams of Jimmy Butler and, you know, whatever other excellent defender they want to throw at him. P.J. Tucker, a lot of the game. So uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a tough road to hoe for the Hawks, but I think they can make this a series. I, you know, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, uh, I think there is a sense in which um, the Heat actually played defense and um i know that atlanta can score a lot of points but there were so many times today when i was watching them and going god they're just so much better like you know i don't think butler like lit up the box score but the kind of stuff he was doing he just seemed like he was playing on a different level than most of the people on the hawks um this was yeah the hawks had a terrible day it was a dominant win by the heat. Yeah. yeah. And you got to you got to factor in Nate McMillan. The wheels are already churning. I mean, <laughs> he's figuring oh, yeah. this out for game 2, right? He's going to figure out how to get a king in this checkers game and <laughs> then <laughs> then what's going to happen? Sure. Is is that what you, when you double up and then you get the king? What does that happen? You could go backwards. That's right. If you make it all the way to the end, yeah. Sure. Then you can go backwards. Nate McMillan knows how to go backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Shout Burn. out. Shout out Nate. All right, well, I think that will do it for us for this week. Enjoy this week of playoff basketball games night for the yes, next couple yes. of weeks. Yeah, it's going to be uh, the funnest all, all funnest the two weeks of basketball of the year. That's right. It's great. Especially for so, Pacer fans. <laughs> <laughs> so until then, uh, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. We're at Undebeatables. We have a Facebook page slash The Undebeatables. We have a website, theundebeatables.com, and there's a contact form there. You can also email us at shoutout at theundebeatables.com. We, even though it's the off season, we still have t-shirts. Uh, you know, the sale, you know, merchandising doesn't stop, you know, once the season's <laughs> over. So uh, get get over to that website and get yourself a Schmedium t-shirt. For the architect Donnie Walsh. And our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby C. Leonard. Turn out the light, the party is over. We had the, um, uh, that was inspired by uh, Easter service today. We had a lot of, mm. 
lot of a lot of a lot of choral music, a lot of trumpets, a lot of French horns. I was trying to do all of the the um, wind instruments in that song. Jesus, super into the brass. Oh hell else. yeah! You can't have Easter without brass. Gotcha. Yeah. I think that I, I actually I think that church for a while. No, I mean I think that was actually one of uh, I think that's in the Bible. I'm pretty sure it's one of his things. He's it's like, got to be in the. I I always skip like what, what is that like Leviticus? With yeah. All the, uh, <laughs> mm, mm. Shellfish. Sure, sure, sure. No, no. I think this is in the New Testament. I'm pretty sure it's in the Gospel. Okay. He's like hell yeah on brass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a direct quote Give from me Jesus. Some bassoon bitches. <laughs> It's like the trumpets that blow down the wall, break down the walls, right? It all comes from mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I assume that if you rise from the grave, you'd like your um, sort of uh, life audio, your sort of soundtrack to your life to be trumpets and wind instruments, be really excited. Like, I mean, when I rise from the grave, I'm going to have Money Mayweather do my out do my intro okay what's it what's it gonna what's, what's it gonna do I, I i don't know there will definitely be some braros involved i don't know <laughs> just i'm gonna i'm gonna hands off and let money take care sure of i mean you yeah, just yeah. trust him yeah, right that's a smart move yeah few men have done better <laughs> well uh shout out to easter way to be unburied shout shout out <laughs> shout out <laughs> To unburied. That's right. <laughs> Probably the name of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> we were driving over to a uh, a Seder at um, Barbara's house yesterday, and uh, there was a guy in a convertible next to us, and he had a large bunny just as his just riding shotgun. And I, Jill said she saw him talking to the bunny at one point, so. And like patting it on the leg, so that you you might want to, that guy might pop up on your bumble <laughs> on my feed. Yeah, <laughs> so swipe left. <laughs> is that good or bad? I can't remember. Right is right. Buddy. Lefty Lucy, right? Righty tidy, tidy whities, tidy whitey. <laughs> Got it. All right. I love how this makes so much less sense <laughs> this time around for the listener. This is solid. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it didn't make sense the first time either. Yeah. Has any of this made no. sense? No, no, no. It's part of our charm. We're 588 episodes in and we still don't make sense. <laughs> Even to ourselves.